welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always, or as not always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Boys, it's been a hot minute since we've been together. Mm. Um, we're doing our typical summer thing, which is traveling and being very important men who get on planes and go places and getting our show dragged by at Jared C. Wilson whom I, I feel like we've done more to promote on the show than maybe any other single human being, including <laughs> ourselves. Um, yet he still drags us. Uh, I want to hear all about that because I'm, I'm not up to speed on it. Uh, I stayed on a boat. Uh, I feel like we're just going to catch up. We're going to be three middle-aged gentlemen catching up on each other's lives on this program. Uh, but first, Piper, we have something to promote. And it's a company that's very near and dear to our hearts as a program as of about two weeks ago. Uh, and it's visual theology. Tell them about our new partnership. Yeah, listeners, if you've been with us the last couple weeks and complained because one of the hosts wasn't here and told us we weren't funny enough or whatever complaints you've had, you've heard us talk about visual theology. Um, it is a it it's kind of a whole a whole set of resources. So there are there are books, there's curriculum, there are you know there's posters, there's all sorts of charts. What they are setting out to do is to take biblical truths and biblical stories and biblical realities and put them into a visually captivating format so that it actually makes it, you know, the things that are just read as descriptions start to make sense. I was um, thumbing through their visual theology guide to the Bible earlier and found it really, really cool the way that they link, like they go through a hundred Old Testament references to Christ and they... They link them all to New Testament. So this is about the resurrection and this is about the coming of Christ. And and so you just sort of get sort of the visual overwhelming sense of, oh man, this is this is woven all throughout the Old Testament. Like we know it's true, but when you see it, it really stands out. And then there was another page where they they did a visual breakdown of the start of the early church. So going from you know, the 12 apostles to then the people who were in the upper room to then Pentecost with 3000 and then another 2000 added to their number and so forth. And it's just pages upon pages of little stick figures. Um, and again, all of this just helps the, the Bible come alive. So if you go to visualtheology.church slash happy, uh, that's the page that they've set up for our listeners. There's a discount code there that'll get you 20% off of any purchase. The code is just happy rant. So again, it's visualtheology.church slash happy. They have multiple books. They have posters. They have um, different curriculums that can be used. These are great for high school and college students, small group studies. And they're they're really well written too. It's not just visual. There's great teaching guides with it also. And then they have memberships. So if you pay a reasonable amount per month, there's different tiers. You get uh, discounts off the books, you get access to all of these different posters, and then you get additional material as they release it. So check those out as well. Go to visualtheology.church slash happy. Check out their books, uh, especially if you're in ministry or if you're a parent. These are really useful for like if you're doing family devotions, showing stuff to your kids and going, this is what that looks like, and kind of seeing their eyes brighten up too. So check them out today. Dude, I second that. Very solid um products there from visual theology. I've got posters up in my, in my kids' rooms now. Um, yeah, just really solid stuff. Uh, we love that company, baby. You're, uh, you're struggling today. Are you having a tough one? No, I'm good. What's up? Oh, you're, you're, you're I mean, I'm not, I I mean, baby, I don't know if I'm funny today. Mm. Um, 
So I mean, but apparently we'll have we haven't been funny for weeks. We'll and have to so, leave that to yeah. the opinion of some listeners, some who are even my friends, whether whether yeah, we're we're still humorous. Yeah, know? boys, let's go. Let's go a couple minutes on that. Let's the elephant in the room. Let's just get into it. Okay. Um, I want you to tell me what was said about our program, our radio show, and um, and then we'll we'll just kind of roundtable it and we'll respond and we'll listen. We need to walk through this hurt together. In openness and honesty, Absolutely. okay? That's the only way that healing's going to begin. Guys, this is just, uh, I mean, I, I consider this epic counseling session. Let's just well, get it, sure. You know. Yeah. I mean, we've uh, been was, hurt uh, by an aggressor, and um, we, yeah. we need to deal with it. So I think, tell we, us would, I think we would consider it a verbal act of violence against us, actually. So I actually, it was are, a microaggression or a macroaggression, or what, like, like where that. was it out on the aggressiveness? It, does that depend on how many Twitter followers they have, whether it's micro or macro? <laughs> I think it's kind of – it's like micro. <laughs> it's kind of like – it's like mid-row. It's, it's, yeah. mid-row. Right. it's mid-row, right? It's, it's one of those things. But it was our, uh, it was our friend, my friend. Yeah, your uh, friend. At Jared C. Wilson who, uh, who just uh, – I don't know. I think Pipe posted the app where me and him were just doing a little pastoral riffing, which, yeah. you know, there, there just wasn't a lot. We were, we were very earnest on this sure. app. We were having a good time. Um, we were keeping it positive and then, uh, you know, uh, pipe posts it like pipe tends to do. And, uh, we just got a little slap back from at Jared C mm. and when he said, uh, and I quote, um, when are y'all going to be funny again? Oh, tough. tough. I, now I don't know, you know, I, man, I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of slur it is now when you say, you know, Y a comma L L. But, you yeah. know, that, that's something we can probably talk about in another ep. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, that's what he said. And um, I just felt like in that moment, as someone who considers himself to be a close confidant of that Jared mm. C. Very close. That, very close. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't I did. I, I was already feeling a little raw. Big yeah. T. Yeah. You know, I know when that comment, I know that it. comment was posted. And all the alarms in my house went off because mm-hmm. when Jared C posts something, we yeah. have like this trigger mechanism. Well, you get all the notifications. Where everything, yeah. where everything just starts, you're at. all the lights start blinking in our well, kitchen. Sure. And so I clicked on it and it was so you're like, getting blinks like 86 times a day then. In as I'm, much getting, as I'm getting a lot of clicks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got a lot of clicks that day. And when I read that, I immediately thought, um, not who hurt you, Jared, but somebody's hurting me, Jared. Yeah, well, that's right, and you you know who that somebody is, and uh, I I have a I have a working theory on Jared's um, angstiness towards us, and it's it's twofold. Um, one is I think he really depends on us, and maybe we owe him an apology because we've let him down. We have not been funny enough, and he needs our humor in his life so that <laughs> you know just to counterbalance the the general crankiness on Twitter. Um, yeah. The second aspect of it is, Ronnie, do you think maybe he was a little offended that we 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 peed on his grass with the <laughs> pastor episode because that's what you guys do? It was kind of like a little art of pastoring, but but over yeah. here in the house. You know, but, I, but maybe I, less I artful. That. I mean, we're obviously on our we're on our you know summer hiatus for uh, TAOP, and um, I, yeah, I don't know, I didn't. I didn't explore it with him because, again, sometimes the wounds cut so deep you don't have words to express in the moment, Big T. Am I right? Well, yeah. I mean, you guys are just a – Hashtag just a, am I right? I mean, just, I don't just, know. Just a couple of wounded warriors, you know, you know. Just, just walking through life. And <laughs> now I, I want to I ask you guys a question in the – and I don't want to make this at all about the Drisky Doc because 
we're all we're all sick of that. But I mean, do you feel like like Jared has kind of taken on that bully kind of role? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like do you feel like maybe Cosby should make a doc about about him? You know, you how know, far away from that are we as a program? I, I don't know. I mean, all I know is is that Cosby's probably going to do a you know a full <laughs> doc on toxic masculinity, and I I think everybody should. I think some people should be afraid. You know, well, be, I mean, it, I think it, a lot of people should be afraid if they're going to be included in that. Talk. How long is it until you've got a, a documentary podcast dropping about you? I mean, that's the question we all ask ourselves when we get up in the morning, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I, it. you know, it depends what you want to be famous for, baby. That's that's I, right, baby. I did notice that Cosper reads his press clippings a little bit because, uh, you know, we did the episode. <laughs> where we talked about it and he came back yeah, he and was said a little unhappy with us, too, wasn't he? Pipe? Yeah, I but well, but. But here's what I took out of it. He listened to the episode. So, you know, we win. Um, he, yeah, he made a comment. He goes, my favorite part was that they, they said they only listened to 10 minutes of his podcast. And then we talked about it for 40, which isn't entirely Shout out me on the 10 yeah, minutes. You, you yeah. said you listened to 10 minutes of it, Ted. And then Ronnie and I said, we've listened to all of it. Uh-huh. And then we talked about our experience with Mark Driscoll outside of his podcast. So, you know. Skewed perspective, but although hold on, pipe. To be fair, I think it's super on point for us if we had oh, only yeah. listened to ten seconds. Well, exactly, of it and we've, we've never claimed to do show on. prep on this program. No. I mean, no, I've made so I've I've made so many like in depth analyses of things that I've never seen or heard on this podcast. Absolutely. As that's I, called, I mean, it's what it, it's what we do. It's called when we promo products. <laughs> that's called when we promo book reviews. <laughs> that's really honest, baby. I love I love where you're where you're coming from today um i feel all like you're the cats two- are out of the bag now. all yeah, the, all the cats are out of the bag the, the jared c alert system in your house um <laughs> the fact that your friendship is on shaky ground now um it's it's tough but we're getting it all out there and we're dealing with all of it it's um, not really i mean i'm gonna see the guy here in about a week and i i think what's gonna wound us more than uh than than his uh his disgruntled take on, on the rant is uh, is our is our differing opinions on uh, one M Night Shyamalan. Well, let's let's get into that, baby, because uh, my kid saw the movie last night. Yeah. Um, so he went to see it last night. You know, went with went with a girl. It was Whoa. I don't know I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what it was. But uh, but he went and saw the movie, and dude, he texted me from the movie because he knows I like Shammy, and he kind of likes Shammy too. Like I've I've done yeah. the kind of introducing him to the top. You know, he probably doesn't have the same level of like history and love with it that you do. Well, no, he doesn't. Just because he didn't, he w- he wasn't around in the '90s and he didn't right. do the whole run with Shammy like we did. But uh, keep in mind, Shammy is a guy who we've never met and never will. <laughs> um, but just just in the in the means of clarity, so he texts me during the movie, and he's like, "Dude, this is such trash. I hate every moment mm. of this." Wow. And, uh, we've all been there with movies, right? So uh, I hit him back and I'm like, man, I'm so sorry. Tell me all about it when you get home. And yeah, he he proceeded to tell me like there was not one sort of redemptive thing about it. He was like the body count was just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, he was he was just really bummed by the whole mm. thing. And I, th- I think as a result, I probably won't see it. He's got really good taste, and I trust him, and I'm, I'm probably not going to make the investment. Baby, I think but, you need to trust me. I think it's time for you to start trusting Big R on those things. So, so I'm we, gonna, we, Yeah, we've got some trust issues here, but let's let's have it out. Let's talk about I mean, I, I think I think, you, I think you and Double need to make that a date night and, and invest. So really? I'm, I'm you just, think it's a date night picture, baby? Oh, 100. 
No way, dude. One. Okay, so sell me on it. Go a couple One. minutes on that. I want to. I want to. I mean, I don't. I just don't understand. Okay, look, well, man. Real we quick, are not... Ronnie. I, I, if it's a date movie, how come Ted's son was there texting dad instead of paying attention to the girl he was with? <laughs> this, well, like, I'm just. I, I've I'm lost. Just go, I don't care about this movie. I'm interested age. in his his dating technique at this point. Yeah, I'm just gonna go right. He's texting daddy on his date. That's all. You know, that's something Ted needs to work out with that kid. But I'm just saying, like, we've got um, a good relationship. It's it's. Not a bad thing that we're friends, just saying. I mean, he but, can't uh, make out in text, probably, so maybe maybe it's a good thing. But you know, I just yeah. that struck me as odd. Anyway, you well, were that, saying that might be day odd, night, but that I mean, that doesn't flick. that doesn't say much. I mean, you know, I, you know, he's a teenage kid. He doesn't have a history with Sham. I, I think it's like, <laughs> you know, I, there's just something. He doesn't go way back with Sham like we do. Well, uh, I just think like, yeah, you have to have a history with Shamalon to say like, I, I mean, to you, you know, you. There's certain understandings that you have when you've devoted your life to to investing in Shyamalan movies, right? <laughs> like, like, like I'm not like your expectations have to be set, man. I mean, yeah, you're not. Look, do. man, it's not. You know, I, I, I mean, it's, it's not Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's not going to win any awards. You know, it's not. It's, These are hard know, truths. It's not Robert Redford, you know, at his peak. It's, you know, right. what I mean, it's not The Godfather too. I, I mean, uh, it's like, I mean, yeah. what do we, what do we want? You know, when we're Baby, watching okay, Shyamalan. So- Let's let's get into some baselines here. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, okay? Um, yeah. So would it, would you say that it was not trash? Well, look, I okay. I think in the <laughs> in the pantheon of Shyamalan movies, I enjoyed it. I would put it in the top half. Okay, that was my next question. So yeah. you go you go top half with it. I um, mean, you know, it was it kept me. Here's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's it kept me going till the end. And I was really curious, you know, what kind of flip he was going to put on it. So I haven't not flip guy. He's the flip guy. He's the twist at the end guy. And I've seen some sham movies where I've just been like, oh, man, I just don't even care almost. And like this one, like I was legit and I had made some guesses like you always do when you're watching sham. And and I was I mean, I was in the pocket, but, you know, there was a few things that came out at the end. I was like, oh, that's interesting. All right. See, my my. My kid was really shrugs about the twist. He was just like, eh, you know. Well, it was a little more like, um, yeah, it was sort of an, it was a little, I mean, this doesn't give anything away, Big sure. T, but it was a little more like, it was a little more like the village where the twist was kind of like the non-twist kind of a thing. Got you know it. I mean? Got it. But, um, but I mean, I don't know, man. It really, okay, here's what I'll say. It kept yeah. you going. And number yeah. two, there was some emotion in it. I thought. Ah. Okay. There's, there's some actual emotion, in it, you know, yeah. and I feel uh, like at his best, yeah. Shammy delivers some emotional like cachet. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think that's all it was. I don't I will never watch it again. Okay. Um, the dialogue was was wooden like it always is in every one of his movies. It was the same. So it wasn't any worse. It wasn't any. Sure. I just think it was like, dude, it was what it was. It's how the guy writes. It's like yeah. it's it's like when you watch a Star Wars movie from George Lucas, there are just inevitable <laughs> like things there that like you yeah. can't get around because it's who he is, right? That's right. You That's know right. what I mean? It's almost like yeah. people listening to the rant, they're they're going to get something here. We can't move beyond it or past it. We are yeah. who we are. You either like it or you don't. And it and, may or may uh, not be funny. And it may or may not be funny depending on if your last name is Wilson or not. You know, so we're the victims. Um, we're the wounded ones. I got to You know what, man? We're going to be hanging out. I got to We need to have a me and Wilson need to, like, call a counselor because we're going to be That's we're going right. to need a mediator. mediator. I, yeah, I know. We need something to work this out before we before heart we to heart. Can. But um, I know. But, baby, I'm just saying this. 
please invest the money and go see it so that mm. we we can talk about it. Okay. Isn't, well, I mean, it, isn't liking M. Night movies a little bit like liking James Bond movies? Like the same plot devices sort of drive each one. True. I mean, that's one way of looking at it, Pipe, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't mean that as an insult because I like Bond yeah. movies. It's yeah. just sort of like, oh, you, you know what you're getting here. You know that there's like there's these plot devices. There's this hot lady. There's this villain who's going to – you know, it's just – and then there's like the grand Bond almost dies at the end and then wins kind of thing. Yeah. Piper, li- listen, man. This is what I'm going to say to you. I think you're on to something, and here's, here's what I'm going to say to that. Look, I, I'm okay with Sham. I'm, I'm okay with believing that – it might be like for the rest of his life that he makes movies, we are never going to get another sixth sense and we are never going to get another unbreakable. And that's yeah. OK. But I mean, the guy has something in him and he's reaching for it. He doesn't quite get there. But, man, I love that he keeps trying. So there mm. is something fascinating about that. And so, you know, Jared C's big thing was, what is this man? How, how, you know, how bad can the dialogue be? How much can he insult me with the dialogue? Is he just the Ed Wood of our generation? Now he said that as a slap and I'm like, uh, dude, the fact that we have an Ed Wood and some movie like studio keeps giving him millions of dollars to make movies. I think like that alone is so fascinating to me. Yeah. It keeps me in the theater with him. I dig it. I, I dig that part of the narrative. I, I have a, uh... I have other Jared related questions now vis-a-vis Shams did. And, and I want to hear Piper. Uh, I want to hear Piper's predictions before you answer these baby um, Piper. What are the odds that Ron and Jared saw it together kind of as a date movie for the two of themselves? Do you think they saw it together? <laughs> um, I, I, Hmm. If so, they and, they've done a very good job, you know, coming at this as if this was an independent viewing experience. We would have gotten a selfie if they'd seen it together. That that's the selfie or, potential. Or they would have broken up. Like they would have yeah. broken up in the theater lobby on the way out. Jared would have just stomped off to like the adjacent soda fountain or something. Follow up question for you on that pipe. Do you think that when Ron and Jared go to see movies together, they leave the like the one seat in between them, like the I'm not gay seat? No, because they probably go to the theaters with like those eleven foot wide recliners that that you. That's you, true. The arms kind of are ba- in the, the arms are wider than your average fourteen year old, so you don't need to leave a seat between. Sure, sure. Mm. Uh, okay, baby, I'm going to let you address this now. Did you see it with Jared? Did I or would I? Did you? Did you? What the the new sham? Yeah. Did you see old with Jared? No, I saw I saw it with my uh, with my lady. Okay. All right. Yeah. And she so, doesn't like movies, right? No, nah, she doesn't love movies. She doesn't love the experience at all. What was her? I mean, so she's not like she probably didn't go into this with any strong sense of I'm going to love this or hate this. What was she's her general seen every takeaway? Shyamalan movie with me too? So oh, just, okay. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. man, well, she's a Shyamalan lifer with you. That's that's sweet. Or yeah, um, at least very supportive. What uh, what was her takeaway? She dug it. She like she okay. thought you know what she goes. I was legitimately entertained. For the Good. first time that I could remember at a sham movie. Wow, that's high praise, baby. That's and, really you know, good. I mean, and she was just like, I don't – she goes, I just – I don't expect a lot. It was enough to like – where it kept me going through the movie. Yeah. And yeah. I was I was good to go. Is again, man, it's like there's there's cheesy elements. I mean, it's I just can't imagine being that serious about an M Night movie. I guess that's my point, right? Like, yeah. I, how serious are you going to be going yeah. into an M Night film? You know. Yeah. What I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, okay, next next question, Piper, for you. Do you think 
friendship wise now, knowing what you know about friend dynamics, do you think Jared saw the movie just so he could talk about it with Ron? Or do you think Jared would have seen it independent of Ron? Oh, he a hundred percent would have seen it independent because like movies are his based on Twitter. Really? It's, you know, like Tom Brady and movies are his two hobbies. So that's interesting. I didn't know he was a big movie guy, but Jared Jared tweets 10 times as much about movies that he sees as books that he's reading. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's enlightening then. Um, so he would have in a world in which Ronald J. Martin didn't exist, which was Jared's world, like circa five years ago. I don't know. But in, in that world, he would have still seen the movie. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, he just wouldn't have had anybody to set him straight on his, his very strong opinions like Ronnie will when they are hanging out shortly. Now, I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead, baby. Well, yeah, I mean, Pipe's right. I mean, the dude, see, I think he goes to the movies like every night and then, um, you know, it, it's like, it is like his hobby, but I yeah. think, I think the thing that I don't get, and this is what I'm going to ask him when I see him. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jared C, I know you're listening and I want to chat about this, but, um, yeah. I don't understand, like it, I think he's taking it a little, <laughs> when dudes feel like personally <laughs> offended by a particular director, they're never going to meet. That's when I feel like. Dude, yeah. some shark has been jumped that I don't know about that I some can't shark's see. Been, some somebody hurt you in the past. Um, some director that you've never some met. Some director that you've past. never met that you have a quote unquote relationship with has hurt you in the yeah, past. Yeah, there's some mythical director out there. Right. I, I don't know if it's Scorsese. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I think it was. I think Scorsese. Clint Eastwood. Him. I don't know. I don't know who it was. Also, speaking of Scorsese, I really wanted to do the funny how thing, like from Goodfellas, in relationship to Jared's. Uh, dragging of us on Twitter, but I do. Do I, I amuse you? Do I amuse? Yeah, exactly. You tell me. Um, anyway, I have one last Jared-related question for you guys, and it has to do with movies and his passion for movies. He's really not going to think this app was funny, is he, Pi? Oh, but we do. This app is funny. Though. It's funny to me. Pi, I mean, I'm he's really going to be like, when are y'all going to be funny again? I mean, y'all, I mean, yeah. I don't know, let's we should we can pump one of his new books or something. Does he live it. Does he live south enough to say y'all? I feel like he's co-opted that. And I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, he's from Texas originally, so uh, I I think so. I think he yeah. it. All right. Um, my question to you, Pipe, and then I want to hear you on this, Ron. What are the odds that Jared C has like a spec script that he's been working on that's in his desk drawer there at Midwestern, like a Michael Scarn thing? Um, what, what are the odds that Jared's he's, he's noodling around on a, on a spec script and he has, he has big movie dreams. Um, your man, thoughts on that? Great, what a great question, man. Well, oh, it's, I mean, I don't think Vegas would put odds on the board for that. It's one of those like, <laughs> yeah, this is so likely. Draft that, teams uh, wouldn't even have it. Up yeah, on the board. no, this, like and, and it, and it would be sort of a, like, let me see. It would be sort of a, what genre would it be in? A la stranger things. Okay. I think like, you know, kind of pastor in the eighties solving crimes. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> He's like got a lantern jaw and broad shoulders, but the, the lead, the lead characters would, would all be, would all be probably youths of some, of some age. Cause middle-aged people are not interesting. Um, and yeah, so I, I would think something in the vein of, in the vein of stranger things, sort of that sort of a supernatural thrillery genre. So like Frank Peretti meets stranger things. Ooh, solid. I like it. Um, hmm. Ron, what, where, where are you at on the Jared spec script? Uh, continuum here, dude. I mean, I feel like, I feel like if, I feel like if he knew, if he knew he could get any like play with it, he would, he would write one. Sure. 
I mean, shoot, I I would write one. Baby, what are the odds you have one? You've got a Christmas. I mean, I would write one if I knew I could get any play with one big D. Dude, you've downloaded some free screenwriting software and, I like, mean, messed around with it. If somebody said, yeah. hey, Ronnie, write a screenplay on us, I'd be like, um, okay. Yeah, when do I start? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, Harvest House, you want a screenplay? Dude, I didn't know you did movies, but yeah, I'll, I'll throw in your way. Sure. Maybe that was a very diplomatic answer. That was given in the with, with an eye toward keeping your, your friendship with Jared robust and strong. And um, that friendship is unbreakable. Mm. Oh, hey, oh, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I do see yeah, signs you, of decline, though. Oh, snap. Mm. Well, um, could be happening. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on it for sure. Um, I feel like it. Dang it! I feel like I have one more Jared thing. Oh, this is just a curiosity deal, man. And you can just go like thirty seconds on this. It doesn't have to be a big thing. But what's Jared's degree of overlap with nerd Twitter? Because you hate nerd Twitter, but you're you're besotted with Jared. And I just I feel like there might be some overlap there. And I was curious about it. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he. I don't think he doesn't dive too far into that because like nerd Twitter gets into super like technicalities, like theological technicalities. And Jared C is more of a, he's more into like pastoral ministry and some cultural things more so than he is in like, Hey, I'm going to debate like this, you know, this theological controversy. Like he he doesn't really get into that. Do these kids have like nerd Twitter names, like Athanasius and stuff like that? Or do these kids have normal names? Totally I feel normal. like they're yeah. they're named normal things. Yeah, they're totally normal. Yeah, yeah unless cool. you consider Grace the nerd Twitter, but it's not. That'd be a bummer because I got one of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, guys, I don't, I don't make the rules. You know. Well, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're just we're just observers, yeah. casual I observers. I don't make the rules or name my kids Athanasius, so I don't know yeah. what to say. Or well, Calvin. Or Keller. Yeah. Or Piper. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Piper. I didn't name Keller my kids Martin. Piper that sounds like a reality. Company. Piper, you could have named your kid Piper. Piper. I mean, you literally could have done that. You could have said, like, dude, I'm going to break the mold and I'm going to name, I'm going to literally going to name my kid, which is my name, but what, what all like reform dudes are naming their kid because, you know, you can name your kid anything now, you know, I mean, hasn't that always been the case though? Can't you always name your kid anything? I know I it's there, like, there I were know, socially like, acceptable names and now you get to just make crap up. Like, yeah, yeah, you just and and you can take a a traditional name and spell it with whatever letters you want and be like, oh, you know, the the R in Tom is silent. Like what? Yeah. And you can name them like objects now, too. Like, dude, like there's my son, Milk Toast, you know, or whatever. It's like (laughs) Milk Toast. It's speaking of nerd Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, man. You can just pick any like random object. And just like I'm looking at a, like a globe right now. I don't know. Her, we're going to call her globe. But, you know, it's globe. it's just it's it's reached just proportions, man. Yeah, globe you know, Martin, you know, some like publishing. there's somebody out there who like they grew up, you know, and their mom was teaching them how to cook. And they they're like, what's that? They're like, that's a whisk. And the kid's like, I'm naming my kid whisk someday. 100, and it's just yeah, like it's a word that just yeah, stuck in their head. And so they have like a, it's like a whisk Wilson running around out there somewhere. I have a theory whisk about Wilson. I have a theory about weird names. So go. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. Maybe you have a radio program. This is tailor made content, right? Here. I just, okay, this is what I think. When you yeah. see, I'm going to offend so many people. So it's okay. Go. I don't even mind yeah. this. It's just a theory. All right. Yeah, go. So what I think is, especially for people that aren't necessarily 
they're not super creative or artistic types. I think this is the one way that they can flex that that oh, muscle. They don't have. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like they so they can they can name their kid magenta or something because it's like they're <laughs> not they're not you know that they don't really exercise that, that yeah. particular gift in other areas of their life. So, so it's, it's just like, been building and building and building and this is yeah, it, it all so, goes into the one thing. Yeah, yeah, for I mean for real. So I mean you can you know you can uh you know you can find like a really like cool you know like you know what you think at least is some really weird word and you can just yeah. apply it to your kid. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, you're then, you know, you just admit your, your kids, your kids aren't going to suffer because all of his friends have that name too. So here's the sweet spot on that for me. I love like these huge reform families where like, um, like eight of their nine kids are named like Bovink and Piper and, and <laughs> like they go, they go super reform creative. And then the ninth kid, they're just like, this is Jeff. Like we ran out of gas, you know, like this thing didn't have, it didn't have the staying power we thought it had. <laughs> we, we only knew eight white theologians. The nine we've got, we just got stumped on the last one. Yeah. We're going to name him after his uncle who was born well, in dude, 1972, you, never, you know, still haven't met a Zwingli. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like even they have their standards, like for some reason, like yeah. still haven't met a Zwingli. Dude, so Zwingli's first name was Ulrich, though, right? Which is a pretty killer name. I mean, Dude, I have no idea. I'm impressed yeah. that you, I'm thinking maybe a little bit. It is, it, but I, I wonder if people hear Ulrich and they're like, is that like one of Hitler's henchmen? So maybe, yeah. we, no, we can't do that one. Or like the drummer from Metallica or whatever, you know, it could get, <laughs> it could get murky, you know? Like, you I don't know. Really and which one's worse for some of these families? Is it the syncopated yeah. rhythm or the, you know, Nazism? You got to explain it to a lot of people. There's just a lot of unpacking that happens there. Piper, but, uh, have you ever met a Zwingli in all of your like theological circles? Serious? I mean, no, I'm being totally I, serious. No, I haven't. I do think I, I'm, I think I know somebody who's named a pet Zwingli, like a cat named Zwingli, which that yeah, that sounds about cat, right. If you yeah. name the kid Zwingli, though, like let's let's go a minute on this because I'm 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 in on it now. If you named the kid Zwingli, what what would the shortened version be? Lee. Zwing. Zwing or Z. I feel like it'd be Lee. Which Zwing is just dope. makes me think of Wayne's world. I know. I would just yeah. I just call him Z. That's Zwing. what I would do. Yeah. Because yeah, Lee just sounds yeah, like Z. no E. I wouldn't do Lee. Dude, Lee Wait. sounds like a kid's name from like nineteen eighty two, and I'm kinda into it. But there's yeah, some no, great theologian names that have been used like BB Warfield. Like yeah. Warfield would be a great nerd name. There's no way there's not a Warfield. There's gotta be a Warfield. Got yeah. to be. Or there like Charles Hodge, like Hodge. Somebody's, it'll even be somebody's daughter is a yeah. Warfield. Sure, War, Warfield, very androgynous. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Hodge for sure, man. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe that somebody hasn't named their little girl Stott yet. Stott. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe somebody hasn't named their little girl, little girl Packer yet. Packer. Packer. Eh, that one, uh, that one might present some, some mockery problems. I don't know, Pipe. Stott. I don't know what you're saying. But yeah. I do know that if I had a daughter right now, her name would be Stotty. Stotty. <laughs> Stotty well, Martin. I'm just looking at my bookshelf right now, all the all the theologian books that are in my – because I'm at, I'm at church, so I have all my nerd books here. Like uh -huh. Bridges, Charles Bridges. Like naming your kid Bridges would yeah, totally dude. work. Dude, Bridges, yeah. I can't even believe that hasn't been used. Mm. Seriously. A lot of potential out there. I hope people are listening who are still in like childbearing ages. You know, where this is gold. But again, uh, for these families, childbearing is from like 
17 to 44 so you know exactly. they're probably still there that's that's kind I, of our I'm listener age range so. this is my daughter stott and my son grudem oh grudem grudem martin that's a lot of yeah it's a lot of m's but uh i don't know we're in the workshopping stage there's no there's no bad ideas right now um i love it boys this has been uh this has been good uh baby i had my i had my stay on the boat can we do like two minutes on my my wharf life Oh, we must. Well, man, explain it. I don't even know. Yeah, I, dude. So we took this trip up north and we booked an Airbnb, but for a boat, like oh, for a boat to stay yeah. on. And I was super yeah. fired up about it because of my like wharf guy fantasies. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it broke me of wanting to be a wharf guy. Um, <laughs> you mean a boatsman? In, a boatsman in that it like, boatsman? it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't bad at all, but it was a lot like, it was a lot like staying in an RV except that in this case, the RV just floats gently on the water. Um, but in many other ways, it was the same in that it was kind of close, kind of enclosed, kind of hot. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't like... Yeah, I guess was, no air con, no air con on a boat. Right? Dude, there was actually a little air con on there, and it worked rather well in the level that it was in, but there were like, there were multiple levels. Okay. Um, so, so it, it got, was kind yeah. of a yacht. You, I mean, you were on a, just say it, man. You Maybe were it a, was a little bit of a yacht. I it mean, it was. Yacht. Yeah, and the, and I'll tell you this, like the climbing up to the very top where those there's those two like captain's <laughs> chairs and like chatting up there long into the night was premium. Like that was the part of wharf life that I could get real accustomed to. Um, and sleeping was good. Sleeping was surprisingly good, but like, Mm. I'll I'll just, I'll just give you some real talk. Like you're talking about like to take a shower, you're walking Mm. over to the Marina, you know Mm. what I mean? Using like a, like a campground shower, which is already out. I'm already out. It was tough for me too. Cause I, you and I are cut from the same cloth in terms of, I don't do that. I just don't, but I, I I give you full props for enduring that. Well, yeah, and, and, I, and I hope you're better for it, and I hope God has really like kind of sanctified you through that process. I feel like He has, and He's re- He's redeeming it, you know, day by day. But uh, as I reflect on it, mm. uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was interesting, man. Mm. Uh, so but, would you hold on, man? So here's my yeah. quest. Would you yeah. like? Would you give it another shot if you could? I mean, would you give it another shot? Uh I think I would. I think okay. I'd give it another okay. shot. But it's Something not like different. you'd be a little more choosy. Maybe a little more choosy, but the but shout out to the guy. I I know he's not listening, but uh, the guy who rented us the boat was just tip top, man. He was, oh, okay. he was incredible, really solid dude, really helpful. Uh, so well, there's nothing wrong with the boat. It was just your no. own personal experience with the boat. That's the only thing. Yeah, and I, I think I think my hang up with it was the like having to go shower at the marina, like the RV yeah, park yeah. kind of feel of that was a it's bit of camp. A it's too camping. It's too camping. It's too camp. Yeah. I'm not a camper. I don't camp. Uh, I'm not a camping guy. I think Pipe would be okay with that. You you don't mind camping, do you, Pipe? I I don't like middle ground camping. Like mm. I don't want to camp at, at I don't want to camp at a place that has a shower. If yeah. I'm camping, I want to be like away out, from all humanity wild. and civilization. Oh, and you just, like doing like the bare bones minimal camp, like nothing. I mean, I'm just fine like hauling in stuff, but like yeah, tent sleep on the ground, you know, in the boundary water. You don't need to Minnesota take shower when camping. I get it. No, you just, I, I mean, ideally you're near water where you swim so you can at least get the yeah. nasty stuff off, but. I don't like the ambiguity of a campground feel. Yeah. Like if we were docked out in the middle of nowhere and yeah, for a quote unquote shower, you just jump in the water and like wash your hair in the lake or whatever that I'd be all for it. But 
Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't understand RV camping. I don't understand campsite. I, I understand it from a convenience standpoint, but I'm like, it's not camping. You just, yeah. it's it's like being, it's like being very close neighbors with other people yeah. with super thin walls, and everybody kind of vaguely smells bad. That doesn't sound good to me at all. You can set up your lawn chairs next to the fire, basically. So you can I can do that in my backyard and then sleep in a bed. It's great. Baby, that's one way of looking at it. Baby, how tempted were you by the like hipster airstream movement a few years ago? I know you clicked on some images. Where were you at on that? I mean, yeah. I mean, minus like the eighty grand. I think yeah, like yeah. I, I'm super. Put, like, put a mailbox I, in front of it. You know, if yeah. I were ever to get into camping, much to uh, you know the pain of Big M, um, it would it would have to be like it, it would have to be like Piper just said. It would be so not camping that yeah. I, there's it just even no resemble reason. camping. I should just like do a bonfire in my backyard and go to bed. Sure. Yeah. We a, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, Lauren and I went to we we were headed over to Asheville, uh, North Carolina, and so we were looking at different Airbnbs, and they kept a bunch that they kept calling tiny homes, and I'm like, oh, that sounds yeah. cool, and I look at them like that's not a tiny home, that's an RV with a frame built around it, and exactly. and then you have that's yeah, and then it's like in it, and then it's like in a trailer park, and so you have to go share a shower, and I was like, this this would be Ugh. the worst vacation ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm going and staying in a trailer park and sharing showers with strangers. No, thank that you. That sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds awful. Baby, let me let me throw a little hypothetical at you. And then I want to we got to go 5 minutes on our on our upcoming live show which is huge breaking news. Um, here's the mm. hypothetical. Mm. What if at Jared C and at Mrs. C reached out to you and Big M and invited you to go camping with them? Um, what would your response to that be? Knowing nothing about like let's say you don't know anything about like how you know, glamorous or Instagrammable or whatever it would be. Like, it's just all you know is it's a camping trip with the Wilsons. Are you in or are you out? <sighs> Baby, I would, uh, you know, I can, I can suffer. Okay. I can suffer for the gospel. So you're doing it. You're, you're doing it. And you're if you're Jared, it'd what? be I, like suffering for the gospel centered next book he's writing. So, you know. Right. No, no. It would, <laughs> it would play into his next book. I don't, you know, here's the thing. I've camped <laughs> a lot in my life. So part of it really? is that I grew up camping. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um, so John so, C. was a camping guy. Oh, 100%. I mean, we camped in, we did desert camping too. So we camped Whoa, dude. my whole life. Big. Yeah. That sounds yeah. So, amazing. I know how to camp. It's not that at all. I just, yeah. in my older, more comfort driven age, Sure. Um, and where I have a choice, yeah. I just kind of choose not to. But, dude, it seems like me and I mean, man, up until like, I don't know, COVID hit. I mean, we were still camping once or twice a year. Interesting. We're still doing it. We got all of our wow. gear. We, we got it all. Wow, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's that's a thing I, I just didn't even know. That's uh I that's just here's the me. thing. I, I'm OK with it up until the point that you got to go sleep in that tent. I, I know it. I know I it. Hate it so, I hate the smell yeah. of it. Me too. I, hate, I just I hate it so bad that it literally <laughs> at one point I looked at Big M and I just said I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. I have you ever can't. have you ever tried the open air hammock? No, because I'm too afraid that a bear is going to come up and like just. Yeah. Oh, the me. tent will keep you safe. Yeah, good call. <laughs> I know. The, I, the, I know the zip up bag is just just the thing for safety. It's not all. It's not always logical, pipe. I'm saying yeah. at least I will. At least at least there's that one barrier when I feel. At least you will see him coming. <laughs> at least just I won't see him before he eats me. Good. Right. There'll at least be one swipe across the tent before he can get to me first. That sounds <laughs> like a chamois picture. 
Yeah, I think it is a chamois pig. I mean, I think there's your spec script, baby. Ronnie, I have a a movie that is the chamois picture. I have an idea for your next book. Um, I think you need to write the comfort driven pastor. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like, like write it like, like I like write it in favor of comfort. Oh yeah. Yeah. Retreats, comfort, comfort. leisure, you know, goods. Like like the bane of like our society. I'm going to say no. Guys, Lean what's in. wrong is that you're not comfortable enough. Baby, you're going to zag. You're going to bring back prosperity like in one fell swoop. I like this wow. move for you. This could be your publishing move finally, you know? I know. Oh my god. Bring it back. Bring bring, bring back it the, back. Maybe I'll just bring, call maybe I'll just call it bring it back. <laughs> bring it I love it. Pipe, what are the odds that Ron and uh and and Jared are working on a spec script together already? That was the one Man, I, didn't I did I, I tell you about the book I don't see them working yet? together well on a script. Yeah, I don't see them writing together well on a project like that. I haven't mentioned our co-author gig yet, baby. So Are you doing a book with Ad Jared? I mean, we're maybe we the lead here. That's what maybe, we call Maybe maybe when we get some time we can chat. No, I'm not I'm totally. No, no. I don't no, think Jared I don't think Jared co-writes. I think he's uh he's a he's a self-contained unit. He's, yeah, he's like he needs he needs to have control over every dot of the eye and crossing of the T. Unless he's getting paid to write Matt Chandler's books. Well, I mean, he still he still writes that thing. Which is not ghostwriting, Pipe, because ghostwriting is lying. And it's the His worst. name is at least on the cover. It's just very small. Yeah, tiny in tiny print. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a gray area, boys. Tiny you know houses are tiny prints. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know. You know what's not a gray area? And what's not tiny at all um, is our huge live show. Coming coming up in the Dallas Fort Worth area, which is also big. Uh, it's in a big state. It's in a big city. It's a big show. Uh, Everything's bigger in Texas. That's it. That's what I hear. Tell them about our uh, our live show. Yeah. So August twenty eighth. It's a Saturday. It's coming up very soon. Uh, it's yeah. sneaking up on you. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know what happened to summer. It's basically gone. Uh, it's at 7 p.m. and it's going to be at the First Baptist Church of Hearst, Texas, which is kind of in the yeah the greater DFW area. Um, it's not the you, village, just so everybody, in case everybody's wondering. <laughs> no, they uh, were too big for them. We went to a different church. Um, right. If you go to happyrantpodcast.com, you'll see a link there too with the details and where you can you can go get your tickets. They're fifteen bucks, and, and tickets are being sold through the church. So um, there's a little bit of a registration process there, and uh, you'll get your tickets. So fifteen bucks, August twenty eighth, seven p.m. We'll record a couple shows. We will do a bunch of Q and A with listeners. Our favorite part, well, maybe I shouldn't speak for you guys. I think it's true, uh, is interacting with the attendees and questions that are asked and. Um, then just hanging out with people between episodes and afterwards, I'm sure there will be food and beverage for us to enjoy as well. Um, but we're excited about it. I think this is the first one we've done that's not attached to a, um, like a big conference. So we're not, we're not tagging on to anything. We are going there to do some stuff for the church members earlier in the day. Uh, and then this is, this is just our show in the evening and it's pretty exciting. I wonder if, uh, Maddie channel, like, come out and bring some of his herd. Do you think like his, his actual herd of like maybe he'll bring some feet? of his herd. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like not his herd, like his, his literal like cows. Okay. I, I was like, do we that call his, solid. his, his flock a herd? I'm confused now. Which metaphor are we discussing? I mean, I think when I think of Matty Chan, I'm not thinking of his flock. I'm thinking of his herd. I'm thinking of his cows. I'm thinking he's of a his cattle magnate. He's a cattle man. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a rancher. He's a cattle man. 
um, Texas Cattleman. Has has uh, has Matty Chan made a statement on the Drisky doc? I mm. feel like they were weren't they contemporaries of some kind. They, I mean, he was one of the first kind of big names in X twenty nine. Yeah, they were kind yeah. of contemporaries, but I think I mean he he distanced himself from Driscoll yeah. pretty quick. Like they separated X 29 from the church and he, you know, he became a president of it and whatever. So I don't know that he'll show up in there much. Yeah. Well, he's a cattleman now. I mean, he's got other, he's got other things, other interests. That's, cattleman. uh, that's just what you do. Cattleman. Isn't that the arc baby? Aren't we all going to be cattlemen someday? Oh, I'm going to be a cattleman. I'm going to have Buffalo. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to, why not? I'm you're you're going Buffalo. Uh-huh. You're, yeah, an Enneagram 4 would never have a cow. That's I would the, never be that pedestrian. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pedestrian, exactly. I mean, that's insane. Buffalo. Yeah, a I cow. know. I mean, how, how dare you? Yeah, I know it. I know. I mean, do, do we even know each other? You know? Um, well, I'll look forward to that, baby. I look forward to, to you having your, your cattle company as I look forward to this live show. So um, they are... They're getting our riders together as we speak. So as, as we mentioned before, they reached out, um, asked us what kind of opulence we wanted in the green room. And, and since you're the comfort driven pastor now, like this is some mm. brand for you, green rooms and riders. And great. Yeah. It's going to, yeah. it's going to feel like going home. And by home, I mean an actual house <laughs> with a shower and yeah. food in the refrigerator. Baby, you're at home right now, aren't you? That's why you're depressed. I can hear it in your voice. No, actually, I'm super pumped because I, I just had a uh, just got back from a trip to SoCal, and uh, let's just say it, it. Let's just say it could have been a little, could have been a little, little better. You no. know, okay, little, little better, a <laughs> little more enjoyable. It wasn't great. That wasn't the point of the trip. It wasn't no. a pleasure trip. You know, yeah. it wasn't a pleasure cruise like what you just went on. Well, but yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it tough. is what it is. Well, I hope I hope you got to see some heads of cattle out there and some some buffalo. And, I did. I got to check out my buffalo herd. It was great. <laughs> That's good, man. As one does. Well, boys, we've we've done what we always do on this program, and that we've we've come back into the studio just on fire. Uh, it was good for the three of us to be back together, doing radio, doing what we were put on this earth to do. We will be doing it live in Texas. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. The link will be all over social media. It will be. It will actually be the talk of Christian social media over the next couple of weeks. So move over, Drisky Doc. Move over, Cosby. I hope you've enjoyed your 15 minutes because it's going to be all... The rise and fall of Happy Rant Live. The rise and fall of Cosby's <laughs> Doc because it's going to be all about our live show for the next two weeks. Um, so get your tickets. Get ready for decadence. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Hi, friend. Are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of, too? 
Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.